Dun 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 dun. Welcome to another episode of the DC Podcast. I'm Russell Berger. I'm Sean DeMars. And we're going to continue our talk about social justice, yeah. uh, the history of the term. And now we're going to get a little bit into whether or not we should use this word. Yeah. What do we do with the history that we've learned now? Right? Yeah. The question is, wait, let's, let's do a brief review of what okay. we said in the last episode. What did we say? Well, we just <laughs> we said a bunch of nothing. We walked through the history of the term. Yeah. Right? We, we talked about how the term social justice originates in the 1840s with a, with a couple thinkers. Basically, it was just a subcategory of justice yeah. uh, as applied to uh, individual social actions, mm-hmm. uh, the interactions of an individual with his or her society. And it was a, it was a virtue. Mm-hmm. So social, being socially just in one's actions uh, was a virtue that these writers discussed within the context of the French Revolution and the post-agrarian society that they were writing in. Okay. Later on, mm-hmm. uh, the Christian, not too much later. Not too much later on, the Christian socialists uh, of the UK adopted this term, and, and in their use, the term developed over time to contain a very different meaning. The conception of the term was essentially seen through the paradigm of Marxism, through the lens of Marxism that says everything in society is explained by relationships between oppressor and oppressed, between relationships of proletariat and bourgeoisie, and Social justice became about the equality of the consumption and distribution of goods. Yeah. So it was no longer a virtue describing an individual's, individual's actions, mm-hmm. but was a term that when you look out at the landscape of society, had a very particular ideological view of what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. Very different. So when you encounter somebody, a Christian, for example, who says, uh, no, we're not called to do social justice as a church. This may be the sort of thing that they have in mind when they reject the term outright, because they might know a little bit of the history of the term. It may be, and I think for good reason. I think if you look at the use of the term now, the sort of Marxist-flavored conception of social justice has mm-hmm. won out, especially in academic circles. In academic circles, and then it's bled down from there into society at large. It has, and I say Marxist flavor, right? Uh, because there's a huge spectrum. Sure. You know, you go from from Webster's Dictionary to Wikipedia to any place that attempts to define this term social justice, you you tend to see Marxist ideologies and concepts about distribution and equality of the consumption of goods and and so on and so forth worked into that definition, even though that definition may contain some of the the more traditional conceptions of justice as well. The biblical, yeah. Right. So it's uh, it's messy. Yeah. And so you could have a Christian who says, I love justice and I want to do it publicly. And yeah, everybody's using this term and I don't see what's wrong with it. And so they could kind of jump right in. Yeah. So the question is... Should we try to correct them? Should we try to stop them? Should they use that term? Should they not use that term? In light of its history and what we've learned about it, uh, should we still use the term social justice? Yeah, and I want to answer that. I think it's it's not an easy thing to answer. Okay. But before we do, there are some people who would say that what we're doing, looking at the history of the term and then trying to render a judgment as to whether or not we should even entertain that word, is not the right way to do things. Yeah, I think I think in light of that, we should we could phrase the question a little differently. We could ask it like this: Is it right to reject a term based on its origins and history? Yeah, I think in some in- instances it absolutely is. Okay, and here's why: We've kind of talked about this in the previous episode, but this term is is 
all over the place. And in evangelical circles, the term social justice, particularly within the context of the question, what is the mission of the church? It's being, it's, it's going around like hotcakes. Mm -hmm. Because the term has so much history to it, mm -hmm. in using the phrase social justice, it's very easy to impart ideological meaning to one's listeners that you do not intend to impart. Yeah. And these words have connotation as well as denotation, meaning they have a literal kind of standardized meaning. And they also have a meaning that's more in the eye of the beholder, you could say. Right. It's the emotional and experiential reaction of the person you're speaking to. Yeah. Um, we could... I don't it's want to the get definition into, that lives in the air. Right. I don't right? want to get into the, the whole category of illocutions here, but basically Please this don't. is this is how your words are understood yeah. by your audience. And because social justice is is often pregnant with ideologically Marxist concepts, we need to think carefully about that and determine whether or not it's even worth using because using that phrase could we, we could be saying things we don't want to say. Yeah. Now, somebody could say, Russell, you're a smart guy. You know that you're just committing the genetic fallacy. Right. So the genetic fallacy is, a, is an informal fallacy that basically says that argument is wrong because of who it came from. Yeah. Or because of where it comes from. Sure. Either or. And, and that doesn't follow. So you, you can have someone who is, is speaking truth, mm -hmm. who has a true proposition or claim, and is a child molester. Mm -hmm. And you can't say, well, that person, anything they say is wrong because of the crime they've committed. Okay. That, that's not logically sound. Sure. So this objection to looking at the history of a term and rejecting it says, well, you're just rejecting the claim that social justice is important or social justice means this because Marxists used it. Right. That's not what we're doing. Okay. So this is not an example of the genetic fallacy. We're not saying that a particular conception of social justice is erroneous because of the people who used it yeah. and because of what they believed about command economies. Whatever. We're saying that we want to reject it because it is wise to reject it or not reject it because it it's confusing. It imparts meaning to our listeners that we don't intend to impart. Yeah. So this is not a rejection necessarily of the content or the claims of a particular conception of social justice. This is just being wise about what words we use sure. so that we're clear with our meaning. Yeah. And, and I think that's a completely different thing than the genetic fallacy. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's really helpful. And I think it's so important to remember that context really matters. When you say something, you say it into a particular context and uh, that word may be loaded. An, an easy example is when you use the word reformed in a room full of Arminians. Right. Okay. When you say reformed, you may think big God, little man theology, you know, five solas, right? This kind of the, the bulwark of the revolution. Uh, right. It's a very revolution. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it, but yeah, well, the I, reformation, right? Yes. The right. theological revolution. Yeah, that's right. And, and yeah, and that understanding of the term reformed is theologically broad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but an Arminian may hear you using that term because of his context and, and hear something completely different than what you intend to communicate. He's going to hear tulip. Yeah, that's the, right. The, you know, the, the basic... He's probably so just going to say, oh, so you don't believe in free will and Calvinist. you believe in predestination. Right, yeah, that's exactly. it, yeah. Now, historically, if you were to use that word, it might also mean something different than the way that you and I kind of like reform Baptists use it now, right? One of the things that Presbyterians love to hit us with is you're not truly reformed you just have a reformed soteriology historically reformed was a label 
for you know it wasn't a denomination because denominations didn't exist back in back then the way that they do now but just bear with me for a kind of denomination like thing like the lutherans it was kind of a historical designation of a, a subset of people with certain beliefs as part of the broader protestant reformation and so really in the first century after the reformation you kind of had the lutherans mm-hmm. and the reformed and then you had the Anabaptists, you know, they weren't really doing too great there, but hey, they made it to England, we're doing okay. But yeah, so you had the Lutheran and the Reformed. And historically, that word Reformed meant something very different than what it means today to us sitting here at this table or you listening to this podcast. Right, so you have a term that has evolved over time. Yeah. And depending upon our understanding of it from various points in history, yeah. it can have very different meaning. Yeah, that's right. Do you think it's acceptable for me to use the term Reformed today the way that I do when I'm kind of just speaking to people in general, when I say somebody in the church, yeah, yeah, you know, we're reformed. When I high view of God, low view of man, because I think some people would say, don't use it that way. Historically, that's not what that word means. Right. Is it okay? Yeah. So, so what's acceptable and what's wise are two different things. That is the path of discernment. Yeah. So I think we have to be careful to understand not only what the historical meaning of the term is, but more importantly, understand how our, audience our listener our congregation is going to understand that term yeah and just be careful that you're not saying something that you mean one way yeah but the the term has a completely different meaning to the person you're speaking to and i think the way that that idea that wisdom is going to be played out most commonly and practically is when we as christians members of the church and maybe even the church depending you know your local church maybe is interacting with the world in conversations about justice right the world may be saying social justice social justice social justice and if you don't understand what they mean when they're saying that you could say oh yeah world we're right there with you we want the same things as you do but then you might find out oh no, that's actually not what I meant at all. What I meant was I want people to do right by widows and orphans and foreigners in the land and not let poor people die in the streets. What you mean is that we should all have the same money in our bank accounts. Right. And so, and this gets to, in the modern parlance, the way this term social justice is used broadly falls into about three different categories. And this is probably a little oversimplified. I I recognize that there's a, a real spectrum here, but I think we can distill it down to sure, three sure, basic sure, sure. conceptions of the term. Okay. The first is is the purely Marxist view. <clears throat> and Marxist ideology says that inequality in the consumption and distribution of goods is injustice. Yeah. And that is social injustice. Yeah. So wherever we survey the landscape of society and we see someone with less and someone with more, that's social injustice. Yeah. Period. Yeah. And because we have a definition of justice rooted in scripture, yeah. we have to reject that. We reject it outright, no qualifications. Yeah. And this isn't the, in is not the episode to go into a biblical argument against socialism and, and communism, no. but suffice it to say the Bible speaks strongly against this type of ideology. Sure. Um, next. Yeah. Many liberals today, and and I use the term liberal not necessarily theologically here but more politically. Okay. They will say that you know, that Marxist... Even that's a word that's changed over time because it used to just mean values like, you know, yeah. things that we agree with. That's another okay. good example of the yeah. historical evolution of a, of a term uh, in connotation and denotation. So... His, 200 years ago, we would have been considered liberals. Uh, traditional, traditional liberals. Traditional liberals. Yeah. yeah, okay. Go ahead. But if I say liberal now, it's... The Very Demo- different. The Democratic Party. Sure. Um, so, today, many liberals will say, hey, look, I reject 
that very strict Marxist egalitarianism. That's not what social justice means. And they'll affirm that, you know, there's an individual act in sight with the term social justice that mm -hmm. is either virtuous or not virtuous. And, and that act is a social act. So okay. how individuals act with regard to society. Okay. But what they will do is they'll measure the justice or injustice of those actions based on the equality of distribution and consumption of goods that, that comes about in society. Okay, wrap it up with a bow. Okay, so they'll say, yes, social justice relates to individual action and, and its virtue. Okay. However, how do we know if an individual's act towards society is just or unjust? The, the Look distribution. at society and yeah. see whether or not there's an equality of distribution of goods yeah. and consumption of goods. Yeah. And so it's, it's pseudo-Marxism. Sure. And we would have to be very careful in how we respond to that, I think. Yeah. Um, the reason we need to be careful is because, yes, sometimes that's true. Yeah. Yes, sometimes that's not true at Sometimes all. when we see disparities, there is discrimination. Right. The well, United States has a bad history of that being the case. Very bad history, yeah. But sometimes when you see disparities, there is no discrimination. And actually, Thomas Sowell, uh, Sowell? Yeah, Sowell, Sowell, powerfully makes the point that not even all disparities, no, excuse me, not even all discrimination is inherently bad discrimination. Right. He has four different categories of discrimination, and we can come back and do an episode on that because it might be helpful. Sure. But yeah. Yeah. So again, just because you see disparity and inequality in these ways does not mean that there's foul play or racism or tribalism at work. Sure. Um, I mean, scripture, read Proverbs. Scripture makes it clear that sometimes people are poor because they're lazy. Yeah. Sometimes people are rich because their their work ethic is strong. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you see, you know, look at look at Job. You have a riches to rags story, mm -hmm. and the only reason that he lost everything it, it wasn't the you know the the oppressive class warfare going yeah. on. It was God ordained that Satan would tear away all of his possessions and sure. his family and leave sure. him penniless. Yeah. The Israelites were hungry and destitute in the wilderness because the Lord was trying to teach them a lesson of dependence. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I, I think the, the liberal view is that, yeah, 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 I know there's exceptions, but by and large, when we see disparity, we should just assume it's racism. Okay. We should just assume it's discrimination. And, and I just think that's incredibly undiscerning. Sure. And dangerous given what scripture tells us about, uh, about the human heart and about yeah. uh, the way we should interact with society. Yeah. So we should be discerning there. We should also be willing to look at every individual instance, yeah. analyze the evidence and say, well, actually, you know what? I think this is an example of racism. Yeah. I think this judge acted in a way that was unjust against this black man because he was black and he sentenced him to the death penalty for yeah. no good reason. Yeah. Whatever it may be. Sure. And society might have permitted that to happen because they just undervalue black life. That's right. Yeah. Um, now, there's the third conception, okay. and I think this is the right way to understand social justice. You, moment you've been waiting for. Moment you've been waiting for. This harkens back to some of the original uses of it, um, particularly with, we said, that the guy who first used this term, uh, the Sicilian priest, Taparelli. I think social justice rightly understood. Mm -hmm. Wait, would you say that Taparelli is the godfather? Of the term social justice? Ooh, I like that. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, we don't have to give him credit either. Uh, Friedrich Hayek. Mm -hmm. considered himself a advocate for social justice, but sure. he just defined it differently than okay. the people around him. Okay. He said, social justice has to be understood as a virtue and a virtue that is expressed by an individual's actions towards society. Um, you know, social justice is inherently social in that it requires cooperation and inspiration and working together with other people within a society. Um, and we can think of this as 
as a people coming together, you know, neighbors and communities to work for justice, not necessarily running to the government to create justice, but sure. working for justice as a society. Okay. And we, we would say that's a good thing. Yeah. Um, however, it, it could involve interacting with the government, but it yeah, doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. Yeah. Um, we also see this as social because it describes actions where individuals are working for a good that is greater than just their own individual good. Um, you can think like a community coming together and cleaning up a playground in the neighborhood. Or, you know, I think of uh, there's a gym in Kauai uh, that has a program for after school for kids who live in poverty and, you know, drugs and all kinds of really bad stuff where they bust these kids in, give them exercise, give them a good meal and give them some role models in their lives. And they do that because they want to make their community better. And we would say that the definition of social justice applied to that scenario is that their individual actions are virtuous mm. and they are contributing to the greater good of society by that virtuous yeah. action. Yeah. So very different than saying social justice is looking at the landscape around us, seeing inequality and calling it good and bad without an analysis of the motive and the virtue of the actions underneath that produce those inequalities. Yeah, that's right. So should we use the term? Back to the original question. Mm, go on, tell us. I think it's inescapable. Okay. I think the term social justice is so popular right now and yeah. it's so widely used that if you just say, I'm not going to use it, you're just basically, you're barring yourself from the conversation. So yeah. if you were king for a day <laughs> and you could eliminate it, eradicate it from our vocabulary, would you? Uh, I think that would be unjust restriction Ooh, of speech. Look at that. Okay. If I was a magician, okay. I could magically wipe the term away. Yeah. I, I don't know. Here's what yeah. I do think. Okay. I think the term is largely unhelpful and I think it can become even very problematic when it's not clearly defined. Mm. And I think, you know, here's a really good quote actually. Um, and I didn't necessarily plan to read this, but I think it's useful. Okay. Justice. And this is Michael Novak who wrote the article that I linked to in the description of the last episode. Justice is by definition, definition social, but the term becomes unhelpful and even destructive when the term social no longer describes the virtuous actions of many individuals, but rather the utopian goal toward which all institutions and individuals are made to converge by coercion. Mm. And so I think that's, that's what's really important here, is that if we're going to use the term, which I think we have to, we just need to be very careful to define what we mean by that. Yeah. So if I'm talking to the world or you know friends or people with... Uh, political differences. You have some neighbors over for dinner. Exactly. I'm going to say, hey, social justice, what do you mean by that? If they, if it comes up in the conversation. Exactly. What does that mean to you? Yeah, that's right. And by being careful to define the term, it's going to make it a lot easier to interact with them. Now, personally, as a pastor speaking to and teaching a congregation, I'm going to avoid the term. Okay. And I'm going to avoid it because I don't want to be misunderstood. Yeah. I don't want to use a term that is pregnant with ideologies that I think are unchristian or could be confused as ideologies that are unchristian yeah. to my congregation. I'm, I'm going to speak on yeah. justice yeah. and I'm going to use the conception of social justice, as we just said, as an individual, as virtue ascribed to individual actions within a society. You're going to teach your people to do justice. I'm going to teach them to do social justice, yeah. but I'm probably going to avoid the term because right now it's just simply too confusing. And the majority view of this term is, is pregnant with, I think, Marxist ideology. Yeah, you know, you may use that term and you may be careful and nuanced and qualified. Uh, and, you know, you kind of got your sermon notes and everything's just worked out just perfect to communicate what you think you should communicate there. 
uh, Christian sitting in the pew hears it. He doesn't gather all the nuance. He's not picking up everything that you just put into that careful usage of the words. Word. He goes out. He talks with his neighbor. He's your his neighbor, the the communist. You know, says <laughs> social justice. And you, man, my pastor just preached on that. I'm all about social justice, and yeah. that's how things could go awry. That's right. I, I think another example of this is Calvinist. So I don't use the term Calvinist teaching publicly. I happily use it one-on-one with people that I know what I mean when I say that. I'm kind of using it as shorthand for big God, little man, uh, soteriology, that sort of thing, right? Yeah. But when, when I say that to a, uh, my congregation, it could be perceived five different ways, and somebody could use it in a way that I think is unhelpful, and they may have taken that unhelpful cue from me as their pastor, right. right? So there's a whole bunch of reasons why, even though I don't have a problem with Calvinism defined in a certain way, right? Uh, I mean, excuse me, the term used in a certain way, I'm just not going to use it publicly. I'm not going to do that. It seems unwise. Yeah, and I, I think that's true of anyone who's in any position where they have to be careful with their words. Okay. They're going to have terms that they don't just throw out there for an audience who who may misinterpret it, but they would casually use among friends or, or people who they share a conception of that term with. Yeah. So, hope that was helpful. I, I do too. I, I I think we were fair. I think we were fair. We did finally tip our hand, though, on something. Yeah, yeah. We 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 think it's unwise. Yeah, that's kind of the. So we're gonna get a little bit deeper into some of these uh, terms that that have some uh, ideological baggage with them. Like like uh, I'd like to talk about privilege. Privilege. White privilege. Male racism. Privilege. I'd like to talk about racism as well. So again, very similar. Uh, terms that are that are very common today, but may have different connotations to different people, and we need to mm-hmm. understand the history and the meaning of those terms to be wise with how we use them. Yeah. So uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, iTunes, all that good stuff. And if you have any questions on this episode or any of these episodes, please get in the comments and ask them. Hey, check this out. Signing off, <laughs> Sean Demar's DC podcast. Thanks for listening. Yeah. You've been working on that. Oh, yeah. Stayed up late last night thinking, what am I going to do? What am I going to say?